Arg, Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cider Shed podcast. I'm Matthew Weir and I'm joined this week by Kerry Warbis. Peter Fickling is away glamping stroke camping again. Kerry, how are you? I'm good, yeah. He sent us a picture of his tent and uh, some sausages, <laughs> didn't he, last night? He did. Yeah, it was sort of flaccid looking sausages, weren't they? They'd just begun to be fried in the pan. Yeah, one of them had like a rainbow tint, which always gives mm-hmm. me a bit of a, a worry. It means you're going to end up with a stomach like George's. Uh, yeah, I noticed that as well. I thought, oh, he's going to be ill, but he's alive. Yes, he he's absolutely fine. We haven't heard anything otherwise, so he's all good. So we're not going to be rushing off from the bull to rescue him. Also, Kerry, um, we had a slight hold up to the beginning of the recording because you were making important business decisions regarding your kitchen flooring. Yeah, one of our five-star reviewers, lovely Charlotte, wants a sewage crisis update. <laughs> So, Charlotte, I have had to choose some lino this morning because last week a man came and he made my floor good. And so that involved plastering. So it's not plastering, is it, when it's on a floor? But, you know, he covered up the drain with a board and he put like concrete all smoothly over the top. It's probably not concrete either, uh, which we had to not walk on for hours and hours and hours. And now lino should be arriving next week. Well, there you go, Charlotte and other listeners. Um, <laughs> Kerry has done her lino duty this morning. So. <laughs> If there's any algorithmic gods, there will now be a flooring ad. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, Kerry, where are we going to start? Patstival? Festival Pat? Yeah, Cots Stravagant. Who would have imagined Toya Wilcox would appear on the Archers? There was some speculation, even Peter did it last week didn't he and there were a lot of people mishearing and hearing it as cox stravaganza <laughs> on the archers and i put that into google and then quickly went onto twitter to tell everyone do not put that into google <laughs> it was uh, it was quite unpleasant i have to say but maybe it was cox with a with an x for wilcox stravaganza because she was headlining <gasps> oh yeah i was going to say it was cox stravaganza because mick showed up what is he like a total twat. He's a cock, isn't he? I've branded him Mick Shagger. <laughs> that bloody band name, Scarlet Rupert. 
that he made up. Yes, what? up there with League of Gentlemen's Creme Brulee, isn't it? Oh. Although he said he was, a, it was an eighties band, didn't he? So they wouldn't have been like seventies prog. Seventies yeah. prog is more Robert Fripp, Toya's husband's thing, isn't it? That's true. Yeah, but his jokes are appalling, aren't they? They're not even sort of bad. They're just not not jokes at all. Yeah, he fed a dustpan and brush instead of a hedgehog. Well, you need to get your eyesight tested, mate. That's not funny. <laughs> is this why he thinks Joy is attractive? <laughs> because <laughs> he can't fucking see <laughs> is he local as well i mean because he seems to have both he and toya have no issues with driving from wherever the hell they live and coming to ambridge he, he's coming to the bull is toya going to show up at the fate well she did get invited by pat didn't she who couldn't tell that toya was toya because toya had a hat on even though she's Toya's biggest fan and knew the lyrics and everything. I did put on Twitter that all Tony needs to do is put a hat on and Pat <laughs> won't recognise him and he can go about his business in peace <laughs> forever. Isn't there a Toya album called something like Sheep Farming in, in Walthamstow or something? Have I imagined that? I'm sure we had an album in the house when I was a kid that had that title. <laughs> that sounds like something the Archers scriptwriters would make up, Matthew. Uh, I'm sure, sure she had something that was agricultural but in a in an urban setting as a title of an album. Really? Yeah, I think so. I wasn't a fan of hers, I must say, musically. I was not a fan. I am a fan of those crazy videos she makes under lockdown with Robert Fripp in their kitchen where they do covers. Yeah, but isn't that mainly because her tits are jiggling up and down? Yeah, she does let it all hang out, doesn't she? For you, it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, What? so Mick and Joy. Go on. The, well, I'm just imagining them chattering away because he's a right chatterbox and so is she. The pair of them together, if we have to hear them at any length, is going to be quite annoying. Do you think she had her suspicions because he started off by lying and Pat was like, oh, it was just a joke. But she's trying to protect herself, Joy, isn't she? She's wary of this incomer. Yeah, it wasn't the worst lie, was it? And he didn't keep it going forever. I think mm. that's the line of defence we're going with. But he's incredibly annoying. I mean, whether he's going to show up to the fate or not. Isn't Joy doing some bits at the fate? I've lost count of all the weird events yeah. that are happening. So what have you got? You've got Weigh the Rosie. Um, <laughs> they're all going to smash Will's pots in some kind of massive confusion that it's like <laughs> a hit the crockery with a cricket ball. Toya shows up in full makeup. They're going to assume she's a witch. So we're going to dunk the Toya. <laughs> And then you've got uh, Adil racing on a terrier. Or did I imagine that? <laughs> yeah, they're going to have terrier racing, aren't they? Well, they have sheep racing where my dad lives. Oh, they put um, little knitted characters on the sheep. They do. They? Did I send you a photo of that once? Probably. Yeah, they're going to have a Ferris wheel. This dunk the vicar thing. Oh, my God. Would they have a massive... Because normally you might throw some sponges at someone in the stocks. But actually having a contraption that you fill with water that someone gets dunked in, that's quite high tech, isn't it? Yeah, you have to throw something and it's like a mousetrap style thing, isn't it, the game? And it's going to manoeuvre the person into the water. And what better person to have than someone who's absolutely terrified of water and cannot swim doing yeah, it? Yeah, an aquaphobic. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, why did she say yeah? I mean, she did say, oh, I'll help doing anything to Linda, which is always a huge mistake, isn't it? And also, she did say to Linda, oh, I could be beaten, beat the goalie. I've played a bit in my, in my time. And I thought, oh, that's good. She's one. She's a lioness. Yeah. Immediately, that was ignored because of Harrison. But that was a shame, I thought. She might well be a 
decent footballer. On the the much easier thing that could have happened on Linda's doorstep was Pip could have just stepped in and said, "I'll do the dunk." I mean, because everyone would love to dunk Pip, wouldn't they? <laughs> And then Stella can do something else rudimentary, which doesn't, you know, risk her having a massive PTSD <laughs> attack. But anyway, yeah, the solution to that I found all a bit a bit strange, really. But she's gone to Felpersham Baths, and she's and what other people in the pool must think when they just look down there and there's one woman shoving another woman's head under the water <laughs> and counting. Yeah. <laughs> The worst part about that episode was Pip's undulating tones being echoed in a municipal swimming pool. She offered, um, if you want to get extra practice in, you can come round to Rose's paddling <laughs> pool. And I was like, isn't that like about three centimetres deep? <laughs> yeah, you can come and we can, we can do some practicing in the washing up bowl in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, and if, um, if you're not sure about cycling, you can have a go on a balance bike as well, Stella. It's so fucking ridiculous, isn't it? The kayaking thing, I get it. That is a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? Where your sort of legs are trapped in a tiny little canoe kayak jobby and you spin over. That is horrible. I I don't like the thought of that and I wouldn't ever dream of doing it because of that. I I get that that would be a fearful situation. Yeah, Mm. I think I've had an actual fear of that as a kid, that happening, which made me not go in a kayak or a canoe. So I can... I can sympathise with that. It's all going to be fine, isn't it? There's no way this is going to end badly now. Yeah, Stella drowns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awkward. Does the fate still go on? (laughs) Yeah, probably. And Didn't you think, going back to William's pottery, I mean, he sounds so weird when he's talking about the pottery. It was quite funny, wasn't it? My tutor says I find something in clay that comes from inside me. Yeah. Like shit, basically. Yes. I mean, Ed kind of beat us to the punch with the joke there, didn't he? He was like, yeah. you get pills for that. Um, <laughs> I get the impression that Will's tutor is high as fuck, don't you? Yeah, off his face. Yeah. But it is weird because they're trying to, because William is awful, isn't he? He's absolutely awful. But they're trying to give him this sensitive side by making him suddenly be a potter. <laughs> it's quite a stretch, isn't it? I, I do quite like the comedy angle, though. This all originated from him trying to uh, have empathy or understanding with Mia and her mm. studies, wasn't it? So he signed up to night classes. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, I really do hope it goes well for him. But I, I reckon there is going to be some mix up where people think it's a smash the pottery store. Um, <gasps> just going back to Toya and Pat not wrecking it recognizing it have you ever done that have you ever been in the company of somebody when you've been at their gig and not realized you're talking to the person no i haven't have you i was thinking trying to remember last night i don't think i've actually had it happen to me i know a couple of people it's happened to Mm. my friend cassie was at a buzzcocks gig a few years back and was i think she was hanging around like kind of the stage door to try and get them to sign something and pete shelley came out and she got talking to him about getting something signed and he said oh come backstage if you want and she said well won't the band mind <laughs> not realizing she was talking <laughs> to the lead singer and he oh. apparently just looked at her quite puzzled and went uh no because <laughs> he he's quite unassuming looking isn't he Pete Shelley you know you can imagine someone sort of not really realizing he's the front man yeah I think he, he looked quite a little bit different to as he, to what he did in his boyish 
heyday and even later in the 80s. And I'm sure some other people I know have been talking to somebody mm. who are in the band and not realised. I mean, many years ago, a friend of mine was passing the Bristol Beer Keller, knowing that um, a, a new up-and-coming band, the Smashing Pumpkins, had been playing. <laughs> and she got talking to some guy outside and said, was it any good tonight in that gig? And he was like, oh, uh, yeah. And then she saw in a music magazine the next week, it was the lead singer, Billy Corgan. She'd been asking, <laughs> like, did you have a shit gig tonight, man? I was at a gig last night, Hot Chip, and um, almost the opposite was happening. Like pretty much everyone in the audience looked like they could be in the band. It was one of those because Hot Chip are a funny bunch. They just look like blokes. And so there were loads of blokes (laughs) in the audience. It was a really good gig. I assumed Mm. that you were having a great time because the one video you sent me appeared to be you collapsing on the floor. (laughs) I know. I was trying to show you the lovely, lovely smallness of the venue. Um, it was really, really good. And I sent you some sort of shit, didn't I? I can't remember what it was. That it lasted was just about five seconds. Yeah, it, from the camera angle, it was the wall. And then suddenly the camera went down <laughs> to the floor. And I was like, oh, Warbus is out of view. <laughs> uh, yeah. There is a statue here of who it is. I'm not quite sure. Down by the Cleric's Tower downtown. And the lead singer of Hot Chip seems to resemble this statue a lot. I'm just going to send it to you now. Have a look okay. in your WhatsApp. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, the glasses. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to set the cat among the pigeons here. I can't stand Hot Chip. <gasps> oh, Matthew. No, I can't abide them. And I bought Made in the Dark when it came out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, all right, I'm going to give this a go. I just don't get it. Part of the problem was as well, they were getting so much overkill on this alternative radio station I used to listen to in Dublin. All oh, right. Phantom 105.2. I was just like, I don't like it. And I bought the album and I've listened to it and I don't like it. And then around about 2007, a bunch of my until then normal friends drifted into Nathan Barley style hipsterdom. So they all started wearing like yellow skinny jeans, ironic Crocs and wearing a bin liner and a fedora. And I remember going to a party once that they held. And they loved Hot Chip, I'm guessing. They loved Hot Chip. And mm. someone at that party told me that Made in the Dark was better than Mozart. Ah. And there is a counter argument to that, which is, no, it's f- not. <laughs> but this is a man who likes Highlander, so I'm not going to take any credence Ooh. or judgments. Well, lucky Peter's not here to hear your critique of Dire Straits. We've also got from this Pip storyline, we've got another of those, I'm leaving, no, I'm not, I'm leaving, oh. cyclical stories with Toby, where someone, I mean, we've had, Kirsty was talked out of going to manage Locomotive Plovdiv by Linda. Then we had, Amy's leaving, and there was that last ditch thing mm. with Chris, almost saying, like, you don't have to go, but she was like, well, if you don't love me, I'm leaving. Then we had Shula, which oh. Lillian and Justin already announced that they had a replacement and Justin's critique of that was, why would you tell her we had a replacement? She might leave earlier. And I was like, no, you've done everything you needed to do here. God's work, arguably, is what you've done here. But now we've got Toby. He's off to Stratford upon Avon to sell wine to restaurants. Yeah, Pip is horrific. It, the episode began with her going, we're doing really well, aren't we, Toby? And really, she's doing really well, isn't she? And, uh, Has she been in the paddling pool? <laughs> yeah. And she she then said to him, um, are you not bothered? You have one word answers. <laughs> oh, you're just so vile. How patient is this man to share space with you? He said he felt like an ironing board at one point. <laughs> 
Chips because he's just chucked in the cupboard when he's not needed. I mean, poor sod. So much about his life is awful, you know, having to share it with her. And then he said, oh, I've got some, I've had something on my mind. You know, Robin has offered me a job and it's away. La, la, la. And you could hear Pip like, oh, not not liking this because it's not something I've decided. And then she ran with it and tried to encourage him, which felt very odd. And then she was talking to Stella saying, oh, I don't really want him to go. (laughs) Oh, God, make your sodding mind up. Stella was quite good with her, wasn't she? She just said, like, stop dicking around and let him do what he needs to. Didn't he come back within the space of the one episode and say, I'm going to stay? I've decided. Yeah, because he can't bear to miss the day to day bits of uh, Rosie's life. That was it, wasn't it? Then Pip went, well, she's going to school, is it? It doesn't really matter. I would speculate that Stratford-upon-Avon to Ambridge is probably not that much of a commute. Mm. Yeah, even if you wanted to base yourself there, which Robin seems to want him to do. Mm. Now it's left that he is leaving and Stella said, don't try and change his mind. Yeah. I mean, surely that Toby and Pip should get on great since Leonard did that mediation a while ago where he tried to help them, didn't he, and listen to... (laughs) Toby's problems and Toby just went well she walks around the house barefoot and her feet are minging (laughs) I'd forgotten about that yeah nothing pleasant about the woman is there can you think of anything well I I did used to have a bit of a crush on Pip to be honest Matthew she is quite annoying as a character what was your crush based on then I think seeing a photo of the actress oh Okay, that's different. Yeah, I think so. Her still photo mm. on the Archer's website is pretty nice as well. But yeah, okay. she is she can she's she's very trying, isn't she? So yeah. she's done her good deed this week in helping Stella get over well, how did Linda phrase it? Aquatic insecurities? <laughs> yes. Oh, you've come here with your feeble excuses. I mean, has has anyone got involved in this fate that wanted to? Adil didn't want to do the palm strip. Will's up for it. Um <laughs> you know foolishly because he doesn't know what's coming didn't eddie say to him as well are they actually pots and he went not really (laughs) again so he's what are they just blobs yeah oliver said they had a strange beauty didn't he which is a a polite way of saying that they actually do look like a a turd (laughs) quite a long time ago when i was still living dublin my dad started frantically messaging me on whatsapp going have you got the bbc on have you got the bbc over there and i was like no i don't have it and he was like there's a ornament next to the newsreader on the BBC that looks like a giant <laughs> elephant turd. He said, turn it on now. And then he started sending me photos of it. And then he later said, they've cut away to something, cut back, and it's gone. So, so someone in the production room has been like, why is there an ornament that looks like a turd right next to the newsreader? Can you get that off the screen? <laughs> I'll try and dig out the photo somewhere that he sent me. And you think that might be what Will's pot- pottery looks like? Well, it certainly had a strange beauty. Let's just say that. You know why elephants have such uh, unique turds? It's all the iced buns they eat, Kerry. (laughs) Tracy and the Mm, chicken factory. The HR. HR. Maybe are are you able to lend a bit more of a professional insight into this, Kerry? I didn't think he was very good, to be honest. And if you have a meeting of that nature, normally they should have got someone with... Tracy should have had someone with her, I think. 
And yeah, it was, I mean, it was quite an informal chat, but he was laughing at some points, wasn't he? It's okay. Well, <laughs> you can't, you know, I've got lots, I've spoken to Gemma Prentice and uh, she's provided me with lots of examples. And you're just saying she smiled at you and didn't invite you to the pub outside of work time. It was like, this isn't, are you writing this down? Is it, you know, you need to have set questions, make notes of them. It wasn't done properly. He was awful. I felt for Tracy because that awful, it was like being gaslit, wasn't it? When she's being bullied, but now the bullier is saying she's being bullied by Tracy. And 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 the case sounds quite reasonable as well, doesn't it? Especially with Chelsea keying, no, not keying, buckling her car. Yeah, it's not an uncommon dynamic, that, isn't it? When mm. the bully tries to turn it on the bullied. I mean, mm-hmm. also, Tracy, she tried to, um, was it Ray, wasn't it, who worked in HR? Yeah. She tried to blind him with science at one point when she went, you've got this ass about face. <laughs> yes. I mean, it came to Trace, it was a real shock for her, wasn't it? I thought he handled it quite well. In it, He was oh. just very informal. But this is probably just my lack of experience in this kind of situation. And I don't ever recall being called in by HR. Mm. I've been called in by a couple of head chefs a couple of times. Yeah, I've, I've been a chair of a meeting and of several times having to deal with disciplinary man- matters. But um, yeah, you wouldn't normally do it that way i mean it's a chicken factory though isn't it it's not like a sort of global corporation like i used to work for they gaslight the chickens as well so <laughs> to be expected yeah. i'd really love tracy to just go shove your job up your ass and just walk out and have done with it it's a shame that she's so reliant upon this great money she's making on first listen i wasn't entirely sure that she was being honest when she got home that they'd come to this agreement about dodging each other yeah same yeah but maybe we'll still find out that that isn't quite the case but he had all of Gemma's evidence didn't he Mm. but surely Tracy could have said oh she shut down the assembly line once and humiliated me in front of all the workers all right the Geordie Shore comment that happened outside of work and like he pointed out the exclusion of the girls night out or whatever it was but nevertheless that sort of thing you still are a representative of your company outside of the workplace and if you've invited everyone in the workplace bar one person to a social event that could be construed as as exclusion I, I think it's going to be quite hard to separate a line worker and a supervisor on a permanent basis so i'm mm. not entirely sure that this is 100 percent. but if it's got the lawsuit dropped against chelsea that helps yeah i mean that private prosecution sounded very peculiar i'm not sure why anyone would set up a private prosecution against a teenage girl like really would that happen and i agree like at the end of that when tracy said oh you don't have to worry it's all been sorted i thought yeah you're are you being economical with the truth here about the fact that a formal complaint has been made about you well the contact was made to chelsea wasn't it and uh, not to chelsea to tracy so hmm. obviously acknowledging that she's not 18 yet but anyway yeah good to know they're dropping the lawsuit and also russ worded the letter yes for her to send to Gemma. I would have enjoyed that scene when he had to keep telling her to bring. Anyway, I'm sorry, you big fucking twat. No, Chelsea. What did we say? Yes, don't call it the cowmobile. <laughs> I thought the cowmobile is what Tony drives. <laughs> When he's giving Pat a lift. <laughs> oh. Hey. oh we, we did a lot of Pat chat. We did. Let's wang that in. 
I loved it when she turned into a mafioso and sort of went, she's a good friend of mine. I would hate to see her get hurt. As if she was going to sort of kneecap him or something. What could she threaten Mick with? A good souping. Like waterboarding, but soup. <laughs> oh, very nice. Hey, <laughs> look what I found. Pet chat. Pet chat. Pet chat. Happy now, Kerry? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Tracy, I wish she could just leave and get a different job. Well, it doesn't matter because Brad is going to end up with a load of dollar that he's going to drop anonymously into Tracy's account and she will know not from where it came. Except, no, that's not going to happen because he's accidentally killed his cousin. <laughs> I think his cousin's accidentally killed himself. Or hopefully has. That would be great, wouldn't it? So they're turning the cider shed into a vaping laboratory. Have I got that right? Is it the cider shed they're using? Uh, well, I, it wasn't clear. I don't think it is because um, Eddie said, I saw you hanging around the cider shed in a cloud of smoke. But then they talked about, oh, there's this shed that's empty. He didn't call it the cider shed, did he? That they could use for their lab. No, that's where my doubt started to creep in. This is not in any way a totally ridiculous storyline, is it, boys and girls? <laughs> I mean, let, let's just get the, the gags out of the way. They've been flying around Twitter. Mm -hmm. I received a few of them last night. So we've got Vaping Bad and the best one, I think, Breaking Brad. Uh, there was also a little bit of discussion over who the, the particular characters of Ambridge would be. So we had Fallon as the Gus Fring chicken store owner <laughs> i guess harrison would be hank like yeah. completely oblivious to everything that's going on around him until the very end wouldn't usha be someone as well usha because there's usha would be saul yeah yeah yes mm. we had a couple of better call usha tweets last night <laughs> so he's sampled these wares has he been hit on two levels here has he touched this chemical that he shouldn't have touched early on it was nicotine in a solution of oh forgive me propylene glycol yeah propylene glycol which is a poison that can be absorbed through the skin but then he had this call with someone called dredger yeah what what was that all about it was tomo's lad and we don't know anything else yeah, it it was after the dredger call that he suddenly felt began to feel ill, didn't he? Mm, what, he's definitely what's... rough, isn't he? He's not putting this on. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Eddie was really playing it down, going, oh, he's just slacking, he doesn't want to help fix the gate or whatever it was. And then William immediately thinks it's sepsis. <laughs> Everything is sepsis yes. as far as Will is concerned, isn't it? <laughs> If you're slightly hungover, sepsis. You know, yeah. if you're looking a bit clammy and nauseous. I reckon there was sepsis in that 17th pint at the ball last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what the bloody hell has he done, George? Has he eaten it or something? Brad told him you can't sell the first few because they might be dodgy. And he said, well, I'll, I'll just sample in small measures. Brad should have said, yeah, you do that. Quite a few of them, quite close together. Do lots of sampling, yes. Yeah, well, they were getting on a little bit better this week, weren't they? But that's only because George needed Brad and he came clean about that. Yeah. Eddie does seem to be in on, in on the scam, doesn't he? Yes. Or at least he was willing to be in on it. What a ridiculous thing, though. All of it, all of it, awful, awful. Because he said it was a homage to great granddad, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, making hooky stuff and flogging it. But seriously, do kids make vape? I don't think so, do they? And I loved how he said, oh, I need a scientist. And then uh, Brad sort of went, I'll need some pipes, <laughs> some clipboards. <laughs> 
and some flasks or something. <laughs> yeah, I need someone who can add up the price of two coffees, chicken roll and <laughs> salmon quiche to help me in this chemical, illegal bootlegging industry. Yeah, and he's such a scientist, he knows that you can't just use washing up gloves. You've got to have proper gloves to do this. It's absolutely f***ing ridiculous. And he, they think that kids will flock from around to buy slightly cheaper vape. I mean, I don't know how much vape is. It's probably not a lot, is it? Anyway. I'll, I'll hold my hands up here and say that I have no idea whether this is believable or not. I think that kids are probably finding something slightly more illicit than vape to be playing around with. Yeah, and all the flavours that they said. What was it? Um, oh, there was some sheep texel flavour and um, newly mown hay or something. Cow dung. Yes, some people like cow dung. They're going to get a letter from the same solicitors that contacted Tracy when Adam and Ian find out they've stolen all their pizza topping ideas. <laughs> There's no way that, and then they're yeah making enough money to get a Maserati. Oh, and then Brad wanted to his apart from putting cash into Tracy's account, which was quite sweet that he thought of that. He wanted a Darth Vader figure, didn't he? An early Darth Vader figure. I can help him out with that. Can you? <laughs> Have you got one? I've got one somewhere. It's in an attic in Ireland, but yeah, I've got. I think I've got the original Darth Vader. All right, Lee. <laughs> Yeah, so he's a proper, you know, when when he's not dressing up as Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's collecting Darth Vader stuff. Just on a Lee um, tangent there, I mm. noticed that Ryan was celebrating getting his Irish citizenship on Instagram oh. recently. And I wrote as the cider shed, the queue to marry early starts behind us. And he replied, <laughs> the answer's yes. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, Lovely um, man. I don't know if so we've got a massive polygamous marriage to look forward to with Ryan. <laughs> if he's up for it, Peter, Peter can be quite kinky. Hurrah. Like the sound of that. Um, speak, speaking of kinky, which isn't kinky at all, the Justin Linda thing. He got stuck indoors with Linda, didn't he? Lillian's gone off to the ball to get, dish more dirt on the locals to Adil. Yeah. He was worried that Robert and Linda were going to Morris dance around the B&B. I don't think so. If they don't, if they don't allow singing in the shower, I'm sure the hosts don't Morris dance. Or, or um, reciting no, a poem or something, wasn't it? He said as well. What sort of evenings do they have there? No fear, because Robert was off bird watching in the hide with Jim, yep. wasn't he? And then Linda cooked up vegetable hot pot, at which point Justin said he would rather eat roadkill. <laughs> That's no way to talk about Matt Crawford. <laughs> and then they had this conversation where Linda called him a cloth-eared philistine because he's not into the arts is he obviously as an arch Tory why would you be uh, down with anything cultural well that's interesting isn't it that he she said that they don't see to eye to eye on politics religion and the arts so I wonder how their politics and their religious views differ yes and then they realized that they do have something in common which is being absolute twats Yes. At manipulating people. Yeah, because he just, she said that she just harasses people oh, until they break yeah. and, do, and bend to her will. Also, I thought she's a bit like David because she said the clue is to know when to badger. David's quite keen on that, isn't he? <laughs> it was all horrible. I didn't like it at all. They're like, <laughs> and then you go in for the kill. And ugh. 
the fact that they were bonding over something hideous. Yeah, I mean that just that confirmed all the worst elements of both characters, mm. and it was meant to be the uh, the common ground that they found. And because Lillian said, "Oh, I I wanted you two to get along, but now I think I've created a double-headed monster." Have they been swimming in the Am near where Brian put some chemicals, <laughs> or in Rose's paddling pool? One of the two. Um, if we wish to cajole people mm-hmm. into leaving us a five-star review, Kerry. Yes, Matthew. How do we do that? Well, uh, we've got three five-star reviews, actually. Um, the instructions to do so are always on our pod information. There's actually a lovely little description of how you can go and make a five-star review happen with words. And we've had three, a flurry. We had um, Charlotte, who I've already mentioned, wanting to know about the sewage crisis. Um, Heart, which is H-E-R-T-2930. They said that we're a perfect reality check on how little sense any of the archers makes. Um, Oh, I'll take that. Yeah. (laughs) And they've been listening to the archers for six years and they've only just discovered that there are fan podcasts about the stupid programme. And then Brian Holding, lovely buggy Swires, he has written a novel of a five-star review. Um, It's absolutely brilliant. So do go and have a look at it. Thank you so much, Brian. We're the provisional wing of the Archers fan podcasts, apparently. Oh, definitely have to go and check that out, too. There is another way you can show your appreciation to us as well as writing a review. The reviews help us kind of reach out a little bit to other people who might not know we exist. We now have a Patreon, which Peter spoke about last week. We provide a link in the podcast description, but it's www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed. And it's just a way of showing a little bit of support for the three of us. Um, We've got a three tiered system, haven't we? We've got uh, Trace's piggy bank. Mm-hmm. We've got buyers a pint, which is effectively buyers a pint in the ball, and then we've got Peggy's magic money tree, which I think is self-explanatory. But I think if it, none of those tiers fit in with you, I think <laughs> there is a way to manually adjust what you decide to send us per month. Because you know this podcast might sound like three outcast idiots that get together and discuss the archers. Well, no, it is that, isn't it, Kerry? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, it is. And please give us money for doing it. Yeah, you? it does take a chunk <laughs> of our time to do it on the. Believe it or not, it is edited. Yeah. And there is some technical sides to it. And it, yeah, take time out. Yeah. It sounds effortless, obviously. Of course, but yeah. Work so like, yeah. We take time out from other things to, to do it. So, yeah, it's just a little way of saying thanks. So, that's great if you feel like doing yeah. that. Patreons, by the way, will be able to go to Patreon and listen to the podcast ad free if you so wish. How do people get in touch on Twitter, Kerry? Yeah, we're at the Cider Shed Pod on Twitter. We are doing very healthily, but there's always room for more. So come along, follow us and uh, retweet and join the, the Archers hashtag uh, tweet alongs. Yeah, I manned the Cider Shed Twitter last night, which I was quite happy to do because I'd been temporarily banned from Twitter on my main <laughs> account. So, you know, let's just say Lord Moylan um, has thinner skin than I because I was happy to be called a bellend by Peter two weeks ago on the podcast, and Lord Moylan <laughs> didn't like it. So he, he got me kicked off Twitter for 12 hours. So anyway, if you want to get in touch on Instagram, it's the same as our Twitter, at the Cider Shed Pod. Number's still going up. We broke the 500 mark, considering it was the last social we set up. That's good. And we also have a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast, where you can post any weird and wonderful questions, theories, etc. that go up. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how many will be prompted by this week. 
our fantasy football. Now, I made a right dickhead of myself last week because we recorded on a Friday night and I told everyone they had till 11 o'clock the next morning to adjust their team and not realising we go out on a Sunday morning, by which time that was erroneous information. <laughs> so if you're hearing this, it's now too late to change your team anyway. Um, <laughs> but just a little update on where we are in the league. Yeah, the most important thing you need to know is that Julie Fremantle is still ahead at the end of week one. I think me and Kerry are languishing in mid-table and Peter is at the bottom with his team relegate the archers he seems to have picked um, a series of players that are either suspended or have horrific injuries <laughs> so is, is he actually doing worse than he was the week before did he get any points he got he got some points the week before i mean the other mistake he made was he went very west ham heavy <laughs> with a team name like relegate the archers you're asking for trouble aren't you <laughs> oh and and we did not feature in the radio times last week no we didn't did no, we? we didn't other podcasts yeah. other archers podcasts that are available were featured in the radio times the information seemed to be a little bit out of date but it at did least, quite didn't it yeah, yeah at least one of them um but i'm glad we didn't appear in the radio times we're not the sort of podcast that will ever appear in the radio times it's unlikely isn't it particularly if the yeah. actor who plays adam has his way hmm <laughs> Yeah. So all that remains to say bye, everyone, and see you on the tweet along and see you next week. Bye. See you next week. Hang on.